This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, Bomb City, USA, otherwise known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host. Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, the live fire fun and the show. If you want to jump in on the show this evening with a live fire take or question, or you have no idea how to follow the show and you need all that info, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, because 2023 and kind of 2022, at least on the later half, was all about griddles, flat tops, whatever you want to call it. We continue to talk here this evening with Weber's grill master, Dustin Green, rejoining the show. Dustin had made his triumphant debut into the Barbecue Central show jungle last year, maybe about a year ago, right around about a year ago. And we were talking about whatever was new at Weber at that time. I think it was the revamp of the Genesis line that also encompassed that craft accessory portion that you could uh, get in some of their models. So Dustin coming back on, we'll be talking about the newly released flat top cooker. We'll also be talking about flat top inserts. If you have gas grills, we'll talk about the charcoal heat controller. And we'll talk about other things that Weber might be looking to release as we are just cresting into the barbecue and grilling season. If you operate in a barbecue and grilling season, both of us don't do that, but some of you might. As Memorial Day rolls closer and closer, the grills come out and you def- definitively use those cookers from Memorial Day until Labor Day. And then as soon as Labor Day's done, put them all away. We'll, we'll see you again next season. Most of us don't do that, but some of us do. So we'll get the haps with Dustin Green, Weber's Grill Master. And then after Dustin, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month in the first hour. And that, of course, will bring a visit from the bristly barbecue journalist and Barbecue Central's show guest Hall of Famer, Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. I have invented a new game with Derek, and we're going to play it here this evening. It's called... 
Weak or strong? I have compiled a list of top brands, top manufacturers in the industry. And one by one, I don't know if Derek checked the run sheet on this or not. Otherwise, he's going to be going really off the top of his head. But he's well-versed in this area. Of course, it is his area of expertise that he's been writing on for decades now. So I will give him the name of a brand or manufacturer. And he will tell me, weak or strong? And most of the time, we'll just take them at face value. And we won't follow up. But some will probably require a follow-up. So we'll see how it goes with the first ever weak or strong game with Derek. And then we'll also get into a little bit more live fire topics. Not the least of which would be predictions as we get into the aforementioned grilling season. Things that he thinks will be taking off or things we might be just finding out about as we get through the grilling season. So Derek, always a great interview. And once again, he's at DerekRiches.com. And then we'll move to the second hour. It is... The fourth Tuesday of the month, as I had mentioned with Derek. And in the second hour, it only means the refiring of the embedded correspondence segment. Now, what does that mean? Well, certainly it means that there is a brand new round of 100% assurity questions, which everybody loves to take part in. We are operating through Clubhouse, as I will mention here again in a second. So if you want to take part with us in giving us your 100% yes or 100% no answers during the assurity questions. I will pull somebody up if somebody's in there and you can play along with the embedded correspondence and myself and then we will drop through the assurity questions and get into some further topics. I am very excited about the topics here this evening, not the least of which is John Solberg brand new update from a month ago on his desire to take Instagram's full money He wants to take all that money, so we'll see how he's continuing to operate if pivots have to be made and what he's doing, or if he's just like, you know what, trash it. I'm done trying to take everybody's money at Instagram, and we'll figure it out. So we will, and I promise we will get the update there. We'll get an update from Doug. We'll also get an update from Rusty, who's getting ready to announce a launch of something. So I'll tease it at that and leave it there until we get to the second hour. So a full second hour, if you want to take part, once again, you'll join me on Clubhouse for that. And that's how it shakes out this evening. Dustin Green here shortly. Derek Rich is after him. Embedded Correspondence will take the balance of the second hour. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching through the various video streaming platforms, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch on YouTube slash RD Rempe. Audibly streaming, as I had mentioned, over in the clubhouse room where we do have a grand total of one <laughs> listener currently. <laughs> and he might be the person that comes and plays 100% of surety. Who knows? Or maybe he'll be asleep by then. I don't know. You'll have to stay tuned to find out in the second hour. And we do have a new YouTube poll question of the week, which is this. Did you listen to this past Friday's Best Moments show? Yes or no? Of course. Many of you know that this past Friday's Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less segment was the first ever Barbecue Central Show ever. Not live show, just first show ever, ever. And currently, the poll sits this way. 57% of you are saying, yes, you did. 
43% of you are saying no, but there aren't a huge amount of votes in yet, so we will continue to update you through the course of the show. And if I remember to ask my guests, which I think there's a good chance so we got three guests in the second hour, and then Derek, that's four, so we got five total guests. I'm going to say at least 80% of the guests took in last Friday's show, the best moments. But we'll see about that. 62% now registering a yes, 38% now weighing in at a no. So just like that, it is increased on the yeses, which makes my ego feel good. But I'm just wondering, now that you have something to compare this show to all the way back from whence it began, what's your instant feedback? Hit me up on the chat. We'd love to hear your take on the very, very first show ever. I played it in the car for somebody on Friday on the way down to hike some trucks over and my coworker was laughing going, this is the same show. This is what it sounded like in the beat. Yes. That's what it sounded like. Nevertheless, you can go get it in podcast. That's all you have to do. If you have not subscribed to the podcast feed, I would highly recommend doing that because that is really the only way you can get the best moment show. Unless you are just a incredible fan of the website. And if you're an incredible fan of the website, that's certainly fine. You can get the clearing house of stuff right there. So let's start here tonight. How great was Jeremy Umansky last week? He ran the first hour in expert fashion. Really brought a ton of value to this whole Koji topic. What it is, how it works, what kinds there are, how to use them. It was also great to hear how we can use them on the four big barbecue meats because, after all, this is a barbecue and grilling show. The four big meats have played a long-standing role in topics and content here on the show. So it was great to hear how to use them on the big four. And then, of course, for me especially, how to use it to mimic the dry-aged steak flavors. So if you missed that show last week, make sure you go back and get the replay on audio or you can go to one of the video streaming platforms and get it that way. Dan in Florida writing in, Greg, I'm 100% bought in on the sound of your show. In fact, it has ruined me listening to most of the other shows for now. Jeremy sounded like he was in the studio with you Tuesday. In fact, if you only would have done the podcast listening, you could have said that he was in the studio. No one would have been any the wiser. On top of that, the whole rest of the show sounded just as good. Wes Wright sounded great. Daniel Vaughn sounded great. Wow, thank you for raising the bar when it comes to audio quality. I, for one, appreciate it. Dan in Florida. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for understanding my plight of raising the whole broadcast industry's sound quality to ensure the listener is having the foremost benefit and not having to put in any stress or hard work to hear what a guest is saying. Jeremy sounded like he was in studio. Who would have been any the wiser had I said that? You're right. Thanks for writing in, Dan. Dustin Green will be joining me here shortly. The Weber Grills Grill Master, Pits and Spits, has the best-looking, best-cooking smokers and grills. Pits and Spits offers a full family of products, including traditional offset smokers, wood pellet grills, charcoal grills, travel grills, combination pits, fire pits, and much more. Pits and Spits has been one of the only American fabrication shops that's focused on smokers and grills for almost 40 years. What's important about that? Well, they're able to put an emphasis on quality and design, locally sourced materials, unmatched attention to detail, 
From the fully welded barrels to the heavy gauge steel, they bring both function and beauty to life. Pits and Spits builds every product with the intention that it's going to get passed down from generation to generation. Whether you're in competition barbecue or you just want to take the backyard barbecue and grilling game to the next level, you have to know this. There is a product for you in the Pits and Spits portfolio. Check them out at this custom link, pitsandspits.com slash Central. That's Pits and Spits, all spelled out, dot com slash BBQ Central. And use promo code BBQ Central when you're checking out. And if you purchase something that's $500 or more, and if you're looking at one of their grills, way more than $500. So you're in already at promo code, I'm sorry, at checkout, use the promo code BBQ Central. You get a free spice pack with your purchase of $500 or more. Now you can accumulate $500 in accessories if you want. I recommend buying that hybrid cooker with the pellet cooker on one side and the offset on the other and that big sexy main cooking chamber in the middle and then start it off one way finish the other it's up to you and then bbq central at checkout for the promo code get that free spice pack to use on that first set of ribs with your hybrid cooker from pits and spits uh, pitsandspits.com that's the website we are back with dustin green right after this stick around be right back you're listening to the barbecue central show Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And this portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to see what other products they have that might lend a little bit more smoky goodness to whatever it is you have on those pellet cookers. That's cooking pellets, C-O-O-K-I-N, pellets.com. My first guest tonight is the Weber Grillmaster. Over the past few months, Weber has brought some new cookers and accessories to market. So why not talk a little bit more about them as we race to the hotline and welcome back our friend Dustin Green. All right, Dustin, so tell us about that new griddle and how it separates itself from the other options available in the market. And by the way, a year ago, there's probably not that many other options. It's Blackstone and maybe something else, but now there's a compliment. Yeah, Greg, well, first off, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, you know you taking the time. You know, the Weber griddle, it's, uh, you know, you look at the griddle business as a whole, it's it's huge, right? It's been popping, it's growing, you know, uh, there's different possibilities of food, everything you can do. And when we looked at how we want to innovate and what we wanted to put onto the market, you really, yeah, I got to look at the pain points that people have, right? They don't last that long. Some of them, they, they got hot zones, cold zones, you know, the, you know, different makeups and that kind of stuff. And, and, and when we went to it, we, we looked at how do we address those? And, you know, it starts off with, with making them with quality materials and then, you know, putting a warranty on it, be, you know, living by it you know, and making sure that it's going to last. When this is in the idea queue at the moment, does Weber go out and buy every single existing flat top on the market to put it through those paces, find those pain points, if you will? Or is there a lot of scouring of social media to hear what people are saying with 
was currently available on the market and then trying to make something that fixes those pains? No, I think I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, if anybody's just kind of making assumptions based off of what they're reading, I mean, you, everybody's got to kick the wheels, right? I mean, you got to try it, you got to cook on it, you got to, you know, see what it does and and, and figure it all out. And then you figure out what, well, how do you make it better? All right. So let's talk about what separates itself aside from quality materials, warranty. Tell me fit, finish, function, all the good stuff. Well, I mean, you know, we've been in the gas grill market since 1985 when we released the Genesis. So we really, you know, we addressed what our burners have in those. We transferred it over to, for use within, you know, a griddle. And I mean, they're efficient. They, they, they got great evenness, evenness of heat. Then you put that into a griddle and it makes a cooktop that you can really have, you know, zone cooking if you want to go with the high and low and, and different stuff like that. The versatility of the foods that you can cook within that. And, you know, it's not only that, but, you know, we took a, we put an extra large grease management system into the thing. You look at, you know, where you're going to put it, how are people going to use it, and, and really try to think through a, a consumer's thoughts on what are they doing, how are they cooking, and, and what do they want it to, where do they want it to be better. Dustin Green joining us here on the show, Weber's Grillmaster, Weber.com, the website, at Weber Grills on social if you do that thing. So a year ago, I probably didn't even think about how even is the temperature from one side to the other and, you know, from front to back. That seems to be what a lot of folks are saying as they're bringing whatever their particular flat top is to market. So how do you make sure that you're standing up to what you're claiming? What goes into that? Well, for us, and I, you know, I can really only speak to that. It's, it's, what are you cooking? You know, there's people that do bread tests. There's people that are going to cook a lot of pancakes and really you just want to put something that's going to be a, you know, a consistent size, a consistent temperature. You spread it across your cooktop and you cook it for the same amount of time and you flip it over. You take your pictures. If it's not right, you address it. What do you have to do? Does it have to be, do the burners have to be, you know, more spread out? Do you have to put more BTUs? Do you have to take BTUs out? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to address what you're seeing, but you really got to put food onto it first and see what it's doing. How long is it being messed with? How many iterations do you go through before you get to one that you feel is worthy of releasing into the market with a Weber name behind it? Well, it's different with every grill. I mean, some of them do better earlier on than others and, and other ones take a little bit more time depending on what we're working with. It's, you know, there is no set time. It's when we are happy with the product itself and we feel like consumers are going to be happy with it as well. So was this one kicking around for three, four years, or was it a little no, bit more expressed? No, this specific one. Yeah, this one, I, I think our griddle, it was probably you know 12 to, say, 18 months that it was kind of kicking around. Sizes and price points available? We got we have two price points. Sorry, two sizes, two price points. We got a 28-inch uh, griddle that's coming in at 449, and then we have a 36-inch coming in at 579. Um one of them's about a little bit over 500 square inches of uh, of cooking, and the other one's a little bit over 700. So, you know, a lot more space. It's you know, how many people you're cooking for? What are you cooking? I know for me, I'm a 36 inch guy. I, I got to have that much space. 36 and 28 seem to be the standard offerings from pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you offer that because that's what everybody else has, or do you find that those measurements seem to fit best? It, it, a little bit of both, you know. It's the, the, there's a, a expectation within the market of what people want to see and what they expect, and then the other one is 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 the quality of the cook going to fit with the size that it fits? You know, you can make one that's 50 inches for what you want, but is it going to be even? Is it going to be hot? Is it going to be cold? And it's it's trying to find that ratio to to get that perfect scenario. 
whatever one you get, 28 or 36, you get it in the backyard. How do we get it up and running, ready for that first cook? You know, for us at Weber, and we, like I said, we kicked the tires on a lot of them. We went through a lot of different processes. For us, I'm going to take that out of the box. I'm going to mildly, mild soap and water. I'm going to wash the cooktop. I'm going to dry it off. I'm going to coat it with either the Weber branded like wax that we sell, or I've just hit it with a regular like uh, corn oil or vegetable oil. Give it a nice even uh, rub down so that the oil just kind of, you know, no blotchiness, no streaks, that kind of stuff. Then I'm going to turn it on to a medium high setting and I'm going to let it smoke. Give it about 10 to 15 minutes, cool it down all the way. It takes about 30 to 40 minutes and I'm going to repeat it twice. Mm-hmm. And for us, what we found by bringing that oil up from a cold state to, to the medium to hot state is it really gives it that time to stabilize and create a beautiful seasoning versus starting with it warm and then that oil breaking down a lot quicker uh, on the on the back end. Was there talk about doing something different with the cooking surface? In other words, some kind of a Teflon coating or already seasoned, something that the end user doesn't have to go through, whatever the perceived hoops might be of having to get this thing all ready to go. There always is, Greg. You know, honestly, it's we were looked at a porcelain enameled cast iron top. We looked at you know different finishes on them so that you don't have to season them out of the box and. When we were looking at where we wanted to be in the market and the quality that we wanted to be at um, t- to get in and you know start our process of of you know playing in the griddle market, this is where we you know this is where we're starting. Favorite things to cook on it, Dustin Green talking here, of course. Yeah, you know on the griddle. Yeah. Ah, psh, me uh, fried rice all day long. You know we've and I can tell you I've cooked more pancakes than anybody else out there ever. <laughs> I don't think I want to look at another pancake. Uh, but you know, fried rice is incredible. And then in my house, we, you can't go wrong tacos all day. Do you enjoy smash burgers or are they played? You know, for me, I, I like smash burgers, but I like to, to change them up a little bit and change the grinds. Maybe put a little bit of bacon in there, put a little bit of sausage, do something to it. So it's just not a, a ball of beef with, with salt and pepper on it, you know, and just do something that's got some flair. It's got a little character to it. After you get it done, from a maintenance standpoint, initially, how do you want to care for it and maintain it over the course of grilling seasons? Well, you know, we talked about the seasoning process. That's the most important part. You know, you know, for me, as long as the, as long as I don't leave a lot of food on the surface, I give it a nice clean scrape. I'm going to wipe it down. I got a towel that I have dedicated just for my flat top, but then I give it a, a little bit of oil, like right at the end and just seal it back up. But I make sure that I get everything off of it and just put that oil back on there. It just seals it back up from the seasoning process, and it's ready to go to the next time. Blackstone has roughly 80% of the market. I don't think there's like truly accurate and or definitive claims on that, but I think it's widely accepted. They're pretty much the major player in the market. So how does a manufacturer, whether it's smaller or major manufacturer like Weber, claw back some of that given Blackstone's dominance in the segment? You know, we really just be who we are. You know, we're Weber. We build quality products. We stand behind them and and we just want to get people out there and grilling. The more that people can grill, the more that people show interest in this market and it'll grow. Now, hopefully they come to us and they buy ours because it's, we think it's better than everybody else's, but you know, the best thing we can do is just keep putting quality things out there. Did you ever think we'd get to a point where griddle cookers would be as big as they are? 
you know, it, it's hard to say. I mean, you, you think about it and, and pizza's getting real big right now too. And, and griddles are out there as well. I, I think people are looking to, to expand on what they're cooking and what griddles do as it does. It opens that up, you know, between your grilled cheeses and, and whatever else you want to throw on there. But not to say that you can't do that on grilling, but you know, you see people trying to add to their arsenal and add to what they're going to cook. Dustin Green joining us here on the show, Weber's Grillmaster. I don't know how much you can speak on this, but let me ask you anyway. From an expectations of sales standpoint from the corporate folks, lots of people have Weber gas grills. Tons of people have Weber kettle grills. Is there a real thought that these will sell rapidly to work in addition to people's gassers or charcoal grills? This is something that will be a complimentary product? It's what we're seeing. Yes. Um, you know, that it's a second, third, fourth grill into people's backyards. And that's the great part about it. It's an, it's additional sale. You, you also look at the accessories because when you're cooking on griddling, you, a lot of folks want those accessories, whether it's a basting dome or a flexible spatula or the, you know, the oil bottles that are kind of, kind of coming with it. It, it gives people what, what you try to do with those accessories is you try to make it easy for people to, to cook the food that they want to cook. And, you know, griddling does that, you know, on the other end, we have our full griddle insert that we came out with too, to, to, to add to your Genesis. But the thought with that one is what if like that person may not have the space on their patio or backyard for a griddle or for an extra cooker. So you try to think, you know, to be able to include, you know, include everybody into that segment to how do you do it? So you dovetail nicely right into my next question, which was how well are the griddle inserts selling? Crazy, mm. uh, you know, crazy enough that we can't keep them in stock. Can it's, it hurt the sale of the freestanding griddle? You know, it, <laughs> it's hard to say. You know, I don't know if we have those numbers yet, but it, you know, when the when we looked at it, it, like I said, it was you got your freestanding, it's an additional, and then you got your insert. It's for those folks that may not have that space. Also, they they might their significant other might not want them to have another piece back there. You know, not no, we're all not that fortunate that your wife or husband or whoever's cooking is you know can get all that all those fun toys. So I was speaking with Roger Daly at HPB Expo a couple weeks ago in Louisville, and he's obviously the owner of Blackstone. And he said he thought at some point, maybe not in the too distant future, that griddles themselves could command 35 to 40% of the overall live fire cooking market. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I... I... I personally, I'd say disagree, but it's a, that's a personal thing. You know, I, I don't see the numbers, the analytics for me, I love both, but you know, I just cooked on my traveler grill today. Like I, I don't take my, my griddle out all the time. I still like grilled food. It's, it, I think there's, there's going to be people that'll say yes. One of the newly released products from Weber, and I just talked about it with Wes Wright from cookoutnews.com last week was the Weber charcoal heat controller. Mm-hmm. And prior to this product, I think the only thing that almost kind of looked and felt like it a little bit was that vortex that would go in a mm-hmm. kettle cooker. But that was really more of a you know higher heat and you know direct convection type of a thing. How does the charcoal heat controller work specifically? Well, like you mentioned, it, it does the high heat. You know, you want to put in the middle, you prop your charcoal into it. It's going to bounce it off the lid. You know, we all we know what it's going to do, right? It's going to give you some beautiful crispy wings, all that kind of great stuff. Where it stands itself apart, though, is is that the, the, ba- the baffle that's on top, you know, we, you've, you've been in grilling segment for a long time. You know, all the people that talk about like a snake method and running low and slow and all that kind of stuff. What we've done with that heat controller is we'd have allowed, we figured out that you could literally just pour your charcoal in there. I don't have to sit there and pay place every briquette, you know, in its row and do a two by two or a two by three or whatever. I can just dump some of that bag in. I light it up and I let it run and it stays lit. So it allows people to keep that low and slow without having to, 
you know, line up and do all that kind of fancy stuff. And, and it maintains its temperatures. That thing will run 250 for a long time. So I'm reading the instant chat here, trying not to get lost in it while I'm actually conducting an interview. And one after the other person is going, in the end, my favorite cooker is a Weber kettle. Are you seeing an uptick in charcoal cookers this year by chance? A little of both. I mean, I think we're seeing a little uptick in everything just across the board. The, the, the kettle always carries itself. I mean, just for, from a quality standpoint, from a price standpoint, and, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of folks' first grill and, you know, step into the market itself. And, you know, for us, we're just so proud of it. And it's been around for 70 years and it's just, it's continuously does its thing. So a couple months ago, the Lumen is brought to market, which is an electric grill. And I'm going to be very honest. I'm disappointed in its size. I thought that this was going to be the second real entrant into what we're calling the full-size electric grill market, like something that you would see as a Genesis or a, you know, a Spirit that size. Uh, Charbroil has one called the Edge, but I thought Weber was going to be the next manufacturer to bring one into market, further justifying my call for full-size electric grills here in 2023 being a thing. Is that something that's being worked on? Full-size electric Absolutely. grill? It, it is. And I think, you know, it sounds like you're pretty versed in, in electric itself, but I mean, we all know here in the U.S. and, and across the board, we're a little handcuffed with what you have to work with. And, you know, the outlet's only going to put out what, the, what it's going to put out. And to be able to give somebody like, say, a true grilling experience through electric, it's coming. Don't get me wrong. Mm. The Lumen does a phenomenal job for what it is. And I'm sorry to hear, you know, if you wish it was bigger. I, I For its size, you know, for cooking for a family of four, you can get all your food on there for it. The compact, a little bit smaller. Uh, but it does pack a good punch. I mean, that thing will get over 600 degrees in 15 minutes. It's got the versatility kits that, that you know, helps you with the steaming, you know, smoke infusion, all, you know, all the different stuff that's to it. Um, I'd say just be patient. Let's change it up. Let's talk a little business, however you can. How much better position is Weber in now that we've made the move back to a public company from, or I'm sorry, a private company from being public? You know, I'd say it's, it's just different. You know, there, there's disclosures that we had to do as, you know, most public or publicly traded companies do. And, and privately, we, you know, we just operate on a different level and different scale. You know, it's, I can't really kind of dive into the the gist of, you know, more than that and say whether I think it's good or bad. I'm indifferent. You know, I get up every day. I put, go to work just at the office the same as I did before. We do the same job as we did and we try to put out quality products. Do you have any personal thought on why Weber decided to make the run at public when they did? No, I no, I'm not privy to that kind of stuff. Would you have done it if you were running the company? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the grill you know, master I, for I, crying I, out loud, right? You know, I, I, I'm happy, you know, and I, like I said, I get to, I get to cook on Weber's every day and that's, you know, a, you know, you get it all the time, you know, how do you get a job like yours? And I just say, yeah. it, it's, I'm fortunate, you know, I'm fortunate to work for a great company in a great city and, and cook on some of the best, you know, grills in the, in the world. What's the plan of attack? Like as we're getting into grilling season look like for Weber, any new things coming out or anything you want to at least tease or scoop? Well, I mean, we're, we're always innovating. You know, we talked a little bit about electric. We have the, the, the charcoal heat accessory. I think we're going to concentrate on the, those quality products we put out. We're going to get some education out there for people, hit up to social media and, you know, how do we, how do we interact with, you know, with consumers and, and get them comfortable using these. And, you know, we'll see what 24, uh, you know, can bring. And, you know, I can tell you, we had a lot of things that we're working on, mm. but 
as you know, with R&D, you know, just because you're working on it doesn't mean it's going to get to market. The last handful of years, it's been heavy tech on grills in some form or fashion. Is that a trend that you consider? Not a trend. Is that something that you think will continue on? It's just table stakes at this point. Anything that you're going to make outside of like a traditional kettle grill, like for Weber, but anything else is going to need to have some kind of tech on board to remain competitive in the market. Well, I, I think there, we're going to see tech kind of come into a little bit of everything and, you know, for the time being, and, and I don't know for how long, but there's always going to be the people that like tech. And then there's going to be people that, that aren't interested in tech. So I can see these things running side by side. You know, there's going to be, it, it's like, it's like cell phones, right? You know, there's still folks out there that got flip phones for whatever reason they like them, but they're still there. Um, it, it's the same with grilling. There's people that are diehards. They want the tech. They love the tech. They, they live and die by, by apps and that kind of stuff. And then there's other folks that just want to, they want to go out there. They want to light their charcoal. They want to, you know, do a caveman style and, and, you know, feel the food without using thermometer. So there's a little bit of both. You doing any like personal appearances or uh, cooking classes coming up that people might be able to take part in depending on where they're at? Uh, a couple things we got going on. I'll be in, uh, I'll be in Phoenix at one of our retailers in April 14th or April 15th, I think. Uh, out there, we're doing a class with Barbecue Island, one of our guys. Uh, we'll be working with another retailer. I'll be at Memphis in May coming up. Um, and then I know I have, uh, it's not a public event. I got a charity event that we're doing with Operation Barbecue Relief coming up in, uh, in May as well. This is Weber's Grillmaster. You know him as Dustin Green, friend of the show. You can go to Weber.com to see all the products and, of course, follow him on social at Weber Grills. Dustin, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. That's Dustin Green right there. Weber.com, again, the website. And if you are in the mood and or market to test out what's available on the flat top segment, Weber has an offering. Check them out. Or Electric Lumen. Full size? No, but as Dustin said, certainly... Spacious enough to accommodate and feed a family of four, getting to 600 degrees inside of 15 minutes, so good power there. And he's not the only one talking about limitation on power. It appears the charbroil is the only one who doesn't appear affected by just plugging into a traditional outlet and going from there. We might have to check in with Derek Riches to get a re-review on the edge and see all about that. A lot of people at HPB Expo were also saying, uh, you got to have 220. You're going to need a 220 installed in order to really get an electric grill that does some stuff. So we'll see about that. So we thank Dustin Green from Weber. Before we get to Mr. Riches, we will talk about Primo Cookers because we love ceramic cookers, right? Yeah, what do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures, traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot for high temperature of grilling steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo grills and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. And if you stop to think about it, or you don't even think about it, you can cook up to 60 different ways on this Primo. So you're only limited by your culinary imagination. Accessories to the gills at this point only sold through dealers, so find one near you. 
PrimoGrill.com. That's PrimoGrill.com. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz. Yes, patented technology, of course. True two-zone cooking capabilities. I just said that. A multitude of oval sizes. Oh, yes. Go to the dealer. Touch, feel, and hug the oval that best fits you. And then take it home. You'll be educated because the dealer's teaching you. And then have fun right out of the box. Don't forget, if the XL isn't big enough for you, now they're rolling out the XXL. And if you follow me on social, you saw pictures of that at the expo as well. PrimoGrill.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. We're back with Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. Be right You're back. listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Dustin Green for joining us last segment. This portion being brought to you by Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro, and Fireboard Spark. On those other fireboards, Sands Spark, you can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via the red, white, and Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with all of those. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Hey, it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to go to the hotline and welcome in the most respected barbecue journalist in the world of live fire, a Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer. Check him out on his website, DerekRiches.com, the aforementioned Derek Riches. Derek, great to have you back. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Have you lost weight? No. Are you sure? I don't think so. Maybe? You look, I mean... uh, you look fit as a fiddle. <clears throat> I'm not saying you were uh, fat, fat before, but you seem a little little more svelte. You stop going to all the noticed. great barbecue restaurants in Austin? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I've been just busy doing stuff, I guess. All right. Well, that's great. Now I have to get my screen correct here because guess what? We're going to do a first ever Let's Play a Game with Derek Riches. Derek, do you want to play a game? Sure. All right. Before we get going tonight, mm-hmm. Derek, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, I literally walked in the door two minutes ago. So, uh, hi, I'm Derek Riches, and I write about barbecue stuff. All right, well, let's For like play twenty-five years the game. Like twenty-five, who's counting? Yeah, Derek. While it seems like we're playing, who wants to be a millionaire? What we're really playing is weak or strong. Okay. Are there any wrong answers? Probably not. Just looking for your two decade and one half of another decade years of experience and giving us the answers weak or strong. I have compiled a exhaustive list of brands and manufacturers. I will give you the name and you will just say weak or strong. Got it? Okay. Here we All go. Right. First one up. Blackstone. Uh, strong. Big green egg. Strong. 
Really? Yeah. Yoder smokers. Uh, strong. Weber. Weak. <laughs> Master built. Uh, weak. <laughs> Are you saying I'm wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just, that's the weak sound. Bull outdoor grills in kitchens. Uh, weak. Wow. Traeger. Traeger. I'm going to have to say weak. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that one come. We continue. I can explain why. <laughs> We're not digging in. We're just taking your years, a decade, and one half of a decade experience mm -hmm. in weaker, strong answers. Next one, Green Mountain Grill. Uh, that one depends. <laughs> That's not an answer. It's weak or strong. It's not an answer. Uh, it's strong. All right. But has a problem. Yeah. Uh, pr to the previous answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, coyote. Coyote. Oh, that one I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with weak. Mac Grills. Weak. We're talking company, not product. Yeah. Yeah. Camp Chef. Weak. <laughs> Rectech. I'm going to have to go with weak on Rectech. Pits and Spits. Strong. I agree with that. Primo. Yeah, I know what you want me to say. I mean, I have a feeling. I don't want you to say anything. Um, I... That's a real ish for me. All right. What ish is it? It's more... I would... More strong, but really just over the line. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's So if you're just over the line, you're strong. We'll keep it, we'll keep okay. it as strong. Kamato Joe. Weak. Next grill. Strong. Cook Shack. God, I love Cook Shack. I love the people. I, I just, oh, they've just, they aggravate me, though. I have to say weak. Pit Barrel. Strong. Oh, wrong one. That works too. Smoking Brothers. I like Smoking Brothers. Mm -hmm. Talk to them on many occasions. All right. Um, they could be strong. No, it's strong or weak. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with strong. 
but just over the line. Oklahoma Joe. Weak. I disagree. I think they're strong. Charbroil. They just got a new CEO, too. Yeah. It's an annual thing, I swear. Weak. And now we're coming into the home stretch. Blaze. They shouldn't be, but they're strong. Napoleon. Strong. Z-Grill. Probably the strongest. Z-Grills. Strong. Wow, we got a run going. Halo. Weak. Gorilla Grills. Weak. Dancins. Weak. Broil King. Not as strong as they should be. But Not strong. an answer. Okay, strong. Oh, all right. And we'll strong. Oh, uh, where is it? What I do with it? Oh, here it is. Hey, guess what? That's going to do it for this edition okay. of Weak or Strong. We thank our contestant, Derek Riches, for playing. You can find him at DerekRiches.com. Derek, we have some wonderful parting gifts for you. Namely, which is you get to hang around for a couple more minutes and talk about more live fire stuff. So, <laughs> lucky you. Yay. That was fun. A little change of pace, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there more stuff for me to cover, like in a in a quarter from now, or we got to do this again next year and see where everybody else sits? We we can certainly do it again in a year. It, uh, it can change pretty rapidly, uh, and I, I probably made a lot of enemies. Let me single out five minutes, one of the brands that we just mentioned, uh, namely Broil King. I met Terry Witzel at the HPB Expo a couple weeks ago in the historic city of Louisville, Kentucky, and mm -hmm. uh, so I knew of the name i think i have to know all the names that are out there otherwise i'm not necessarily doing my job but i didn't know the nuts and the bolts and the guts of that company and i didn't realize the size i didn't realize i have three manufacturing plants two of which are right here in the united states the other one in mm -hmm. canada i didn't realize how global in sales that they were why aren't they more well known or in other words i don't know if people going to buy a new grill, regardless of fuel preference, because they run the line there as well, are thinking about Broil King as a brand to buy. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, you know, right before um, the border shut down and I was actually in up there with them for several days, mm. uh, had dinner with Terry and his family and, you know, they're really nice and they're extremely excited about what they do and and you're right they are they are north america's largest manufacturer of outdoor cooking equipment um they they have a a lot going for them they really do and and you know years at this i mean the company itself oh, is yeah, 110 years old yeah. actually i mean they made Pens. I think their first product was was ballpoint was a uh, fountain pens and vacuum cleaners and all sorts of different things. And then they went uh, all in on grills and grilling in a, in like the eighties. 
They were a Weber distributor in Canada for a long time yeah, they, before they became they, Royal King, Royal King. Yeah, no, they were, one, known as the Weber of Canada and <laughs> the only licensed distributor of Weber products in Canada. Hmm. So, you know, they had, like, control of, you know, all of that for, for Canada. Um, um, and, you know, they have just this huge product portfolio. Yeah. I mean, they've got gas grills. They've got charcoal grills. They've got pellet grills. They've got smokers. They've got a massive um, line of accessories. Uh, they're, and they're always coming up with new stuff. I mean, they... Um, it's a family business. The Witzels have owned it forever. And we're in basically the third generation mm. of the company. And, you know, they were they were really big. I mean, they were, you know, they were a big company doing all sorts of manufacturing. Um, Terry's dad owned six Jag E-types and left one to each one of his kids. Terry still shows it off in his garage. You know, it's like, wow, that's cool. He's a big you know fan. I mean? He's a big fan of the of the Jag for sure. Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to it's hard to argue with uh, yeah. any type. I love that car. Yeah. But and it's 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 it. it I think it breaks into almost like messaging. It's they're they're big. They're in lots of stores. I mean, they've been in Lowe's for a very long time with a wide range of distribution. But what I see constantly happening is here's a grill we've put out for this year. It's, it's, you know, updated and all this sort of stuff. And then it, it shows up in some stores and then it's gone or it, it they can't get enough made or the distribution is wonky. Um, mm. There's a, there's some, somehow some kind of disconnect between them and the company and the consumer because you're absolutely right it's like i I'll, you know i've been saying for years it's like you know you want a an affordable gas grill look at broil king yeah they have a wide range of i mean i will argue way too many models <laughs> i mean i've they've been north of 30 in gas grill models alone wow it's it's too much stuff so what's the fix like I mean, I'm I I'm a I, I I'm a fan. I think I don't even own one, but going through, you know, Terry kind of gave me the tour of of products, and but more importantly than that, where the mindset is on North American manufacturing, how they're trying mm -hmm. to absolutely purposefully minimize any Chinese content going onto these girls, mm -hmm. everything that an American wants to hear, uh, except you know, doling out what an American-made grill would cost. I mean, here's somebody that's doing it as best they can. The yeah. the the quality of manufacturing appears to be very high mm -hmm. level. It's not breaking your bank. It's going to be something that hangs around for a long time. And they have a shitload of replacement parts should you need them. Uh, and it doesn't matter how old your grill is. You can get replacement parts for that. It, it appears they have a lot of the most important things going for them, except nobody knows. So how do you fix it? That's when you get ready to answer a question, Derek, and you let out that sigh, that doesn't make me feel that good. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not giving you confidence. Okay. I get you. Here's the problem. The problem is that in some ways they're still thinking like the 20th century. 
they'll get some a burst of social media sort of stuff. They'll try and work on brand stuff, but they're not hitting their messaging. Mm. They're not hitting something that resonates with people. Um, I know that in many products that their margins are real tight. They're not he doing huge profits on a lot of the, sure. the, you know, the gas grills and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's a indicative of this business. You know, the grill industry has always had profit problems. You know, you can do huge volumes and lose money. And, and you see that a lot. Um, but they've been stable. They've been operating. They've got, you know, they've actually got some pretty innovative ideas in their manufacturing. You go through one of their factories. I've done, you know, I've toured their factories. It's like, you know, you're sitting there, you're talking to somebody. I've been, you know, working the line here for 30 years and my kids over there. And yeah. it's like, okay, this is a good job. They take good care of their people. They're responsible to their people. Um, they are, yeah, absolutely dedicated to doing everything in North America they possibly can. And they're one of the last companies still doing it. Um, but they've got to hit something that's going to put them out in, out in people's eyes. I mean, you look like two, what, three years ago, Napoleon launched that phantom line of gas grills, which was just, Hey, we're going to paint a matte black and put some really cool lights on it. They got a ton of attention for it. Mm. It was a good grill. Napoleon makes a great product. I really like Napoleon. Um, it's just, it's a messaging issue that they've got to reach people better than they are and they've got to do it in a way where they can say hey look we are because i will put many of their gas grills against you know weber genesis yeah. i'll put them against you know a lot of for the price i i think they're the best they're, they're the best manufacturer in the business hmm. in everything i you know their pellet grill is great it's phenomenal. I mean, not only that, but it's like they rate their stuff to work in Canadian winters. Yeah. So their gas grills are hotter than anything anyone else produces. Their pellet grills will hold 600 degrees when it's minus 20 because I've actually been out there standing there watching this thing run at 600 degrees and minus 20 degrees <laughs> degree weather. And it's like, yeah, they've got that for them. Um, but honestly you know and, and and i've actually you know i've talked with terry and i've talked with the you know some of his brothers and stuff like that and it's like hey you know we try to get some of these you know heavyweights and barbecue to kind of come up and take a look at our stuff and they're like no you know I'm, uh, there's a mutual friend of ours that just kind of like went no i don't care about your stuff hmm. you don't write for me i don't see you as a big company it's like they're a huge company yeah they're globally distributed they're big in europe yeah they've got big you know big following in a lot of markets but they just can't seem to get the u.s market to go hey this is what we should you know look i will tell people look if you're looking for an under thousand dollar gas grill find broil king buy that one it's better it's hotter it'll last longer than anything else on the market and i i've been saying this for years and people are like well i don't know it's like <laughs> that's fine. just it, right? I don't like know. Crap. Of course, yeah. I don't know because I don't know. All right. Yeah. What are you working on that we should be going over to DerekRiches.com to be caught up? Uh, I am in the midst of updating 
all the product content, <sighs> calculating in all the price changes that have been going on. Right. High end market's gone insane. Yeah. I swear. You know, the Kalamazoo grill has just broke 35,000. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, is this just, is, I think they've just gone full scale crypto, bro. Yeah. They what? just, they, cause uh, they can, right? Why does anybody do Yeah, anything? that's just because it. There's, there's certain amount of they yeah. can. And yeah. there's obviously enough and, uh, market where those people say, I want to say I spent $35,000 yeah. on a grill. But you know, for the rest of us, check out Broil King. You know, right. honestly, yes, please, please, and they look. They don't pay me anything, <laughs> or me, or you anything. Yes. But I think both of us have kind of seen what they've got to offer and gone. You know, yes. this is good. Yeah, the next grill I buy is going to be a Broil King for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I would recommend it. Uh, Derek Riches can be found at DerekRiches.com. Uh, go look at his newly updated content and see how crazy the premium market has gotten in grills. And you can see him right here on the show the last Tuesday of every month here in the 35 past the first hour segment. Derek, always appreciate the time, and we will see you again in April. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Hey, Derek Richards, right there. And you can follow him on the associated social media, associated social media channels as well, or just visit the website, DerekRiches.com. Inspired conversation. And what a great game. I know when somebody's had a good time, and he's had a great time. <laughs> Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies, getting you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself, from the award-winning smokers and rubs to everything else. You might need to make you a better outdoor cook. 13 perfectly balanced flavors of the rubs and seasonings. I just got a fresh delivery, a five-pound bag of sweet money. It's my favorite. Also got a couple shakers of cattle prod and cash cow, double-secret steak rub. So now my meat game will be back on par. So looking forward to that. Of course, if you are looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce, they own Granny's Barbecue Sauce as well. So give that a try. And they're selling cookers. American-made cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Cooker. If you don't know what grill you need, call them 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Hey, welcome back. We thank Derek Richards for joining us. Got this on the instant chat while we were talking with Derek Riches from Buzz the BBQ Company. Who the F is this guy again? <laughs> Who, Derek Riches? The guy that invented barbecue journalism 30 years ago? Who's he? Hey, if you're new to the game, that's Derek. Derek was a regular on the show for a time, then he stopped being a regular, now he's back to being a regular again. A Barbecue Central Show guest, Hall of Famer, legend, 
in the barbecue and grilling industry and somebody that remains as unbiased as it comes when talking about grills and smokers and everything live fire related. Hey, we're headed to the second hour. So refresh your libations. I'll refresh mine and we'll see you here in just a few moments. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back.